sorry, I've just been over here laughing this whole time because I just remembered again that, you know, Dio is this all powerful vampire who can't die. And, and Jonathan is just some dumb idiot who's good at breathing. (laughs) (laughs) That's all he can do. He's good at archaeology. Supposedly. Oh, uh, that's true. He probably wouldn't have gotten into all this shit if he were better at archaeology. <laughs> this yeah. whole series wouldn't exist I think if, that if Jonathan getting were possessed at by an evil mask like pretty much disqualifies you from being good at whatever it was you were doing that led to that. Well, Jonathan didn't get possessed. He, yeah, but like that lived in his house for a yeah, long he didn't, he time. Didn't, he didn't that's unlock true. the mystery. Um, but yeah, so time. just when we were talking about like, you know, his yeah. two dads, I'm like, well, I think it's like one dad's really pulling his weight way more than the <laughs> other one in terms of like giving things to one's child. Although, uh, no, although as as we pointed out in the last episode, Jonathan does imbue life into things that, that he yeah, touches. Yeah. Sure. So. so Again, good at breathing. <laughs> the breath of life. I'm, I'm just, I'm just like, is gold experience a Hammond stand just like uh, Hermit Purple? I don't, hmm. I don't, well, it is, he does they make are a lot of infinite, vines. they are infinite plot stands. That's true. Yeah, it I, is overpowered. There are vines involved. I mean, I do think that, that gold experience is the most powerful stand and Hermit Purple is like second place. That's controversial. That is. Well, maybe when we finish all the episodes, we can do like bracket episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fight for why this is the most powerful stand. Go. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Elizabeth Simmons. I'm Darius Kazemi. And I'm Courtney Stanton. Today we are going to talk to you about what if you turned a gun into (laughs) a banana? So... You die instantly. I'm really confused by that, actually, because when he's peeling it, it makes a cocking sound. But there's like... I would understand it if like you pull one peel back and that's somehow the trigger, you know, that you're like pulling it back on it. But I don't understand the other, like, what is he peeling? Well, I don't know because I don't know anything about guns. Mm. But I do know about bananas. No, I know. I don't don't know. I mean, so he's (laughs) he's cocking the hammer with the one peel. That's the like click, click. Yeah. But. uh, What on the gun is moving when he's pulling those other things? Maybe Jorno has it set to. I don't fucking know. But but like even like how does Jorno know when he's going to peel it? Like The point is he turned one of his guns into a banana. But the thing about it is that like it isn't just how does he know when he's peeling it? How does he know when to undo the transformation? Also like bananas aren't alive when they're off the Yeah, that's line? actually the problem. So, he tur- the so what you're saying is he turned a gun into something that's non-living and that's the right. problem. It would he be turned- like if he turned it into a dead rat. Right. Yeah. Now, to be fair, in the last episode, he turned something into a flower that wasn't like technically, uh, yeah, yeah, part of a plant to anything. Yeah, but but plant uh, th- that's and that is the thing, right? Like a flower can be uprooted and then replanted, so it's like that's dying, true. but it's that's not true. dead. So maybe so that I think banana still has the breath of life. In yes, it. exactly. So, so that banana must have just come off of a vine, off the vine, yeah, right? Or and the, pl- it's, the plant, yeah. as it were, and it's just. It still has the breath of life in it. Yeah. Yeah, bananas don't grow on vines. We just keep saying that. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. They do now. Um, <laughs> they, they do in this universe. Tree. I'm, yeah, I'm not totally clear on that. And I, I'm going to keep track now of all the kind of plants that he does. Because obviously, as long as he's making any animal, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. But yeah, the, in terms of flora, that's where it starts getting yeah. to... The lines blur a little yeah. bit. This is the problem with taxonomy. Yeah. You know, but in that's... the rest of this episode... <laughs> 
gold experience is completely consistent. Right. No, no. In the rest of this episode, at least the the trees and plants that he grows do appear to be rooted to something. Yeah, I do. Uh, while we're talking about gold experience and plants and vines, um, I do want to just point out the one of the things that I do enjoy from the fighting gold opening yes. is the chains that become yeah, vines. Me too. That's the one, and they actually that sort of scribbly effect. I, we're, there's probably a much nicer term for it than that uh, shows up in this episode like sketch like a pencil yeah. sketch type when of. he's when he's punching Black Sabbath. I, I love when anime does that. I yeah. really like I love that about um, One Me Punch too. season one where they do they have all those like cool pencil sketch things. It's it's really great. They still had time to care <laughs> this early on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this episode's really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so it starts with Jorno is like, oh no, I might get stabbed by the arrow. And then he gets stabbed by the yeah, arrow. Yeah, uh, there's blood. Now, which again, why doesn't. Should do some kind of Kira bites the dust thing. Like he should get like more powers, which I mean. Or maybe Kira was special and that's never going to happen again. Now, assuming that that isn't the case. <laughs> that, that it should like yeah, I just assuming this that it like, should happen again. I assume that Jorno is as special than or yeah, more special, special than, than as special indeed. as or, or more, more than, special yeah. than than Kira because his dad is Dio. No, I totally and, agree, and Jonathan. But I think that okay. I think that what really happened was that Araki was like trying to heighten the suspense, and so he was like, "Oh, it's like you know, it's like when when you're watching something and someone's like." about to slit someone's throat or they're threatening to do it and they're like, da 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 and then like little droplets of blood come out. Yes. And you're yeah. always just like, uh, I feel like you're cutting pretty close there. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure that that in real life this situation is going to work out this way, you know, and the person's going to get away at the last second. It'd be totally fine. Maybe sometimes. But my point is that I think that Iraqi was trying to create that kind of tension, but yeah. because we know that even like the slightest brush from the arrow right. can affect you. Yeah. I mean, isn't that what happens with like Yukako? Like, doesn't she like just barely get scratched? We never see her. She, she's just like, no, no, someone appears in her, yeah, her window, window while and she's shoots her, but we don't see her, her get shot. No, no, well, it, was, was it? it was, it was Mikitaka, oh, the, yeah, the yeah, alien. Yeah. And we actually don't know if he has yeah. a stand canonically. Right, or not, right, so right. we can't say. I like that. Koichi is now here to explain you know, the plot to... I like that Koichi is rewriting history. (laughs) Retconning himself into being successful at getting a stand. He's like, ah, yes, I remember when I too was stabbed with an arrow... And, and it turned awoke a power into in me. a stand user and it was fine. Yeah, it's like, dude, you died. You literally died. <laughs> you died. <And laughs> if Josuke hadn't been there, you would have been just as dead as that old man. I'm yeah. really glad that Koichi is around someone who can like sew body parts back onto people. Yeah, he needs it. Oh, right. Then there's a really good palette swap for like a huge chunk of the rest of this episode where it's like oranges and pinks and reds. Yeah. And it's very pretty. It's great. And all the like viney flowery stuff. I mean, this is what I was looking forward to about the season is like yeah. all the beautiful blossoming. Yeah. And, yeah. and the tree like yeah. speeding up. And so apparently Jorno can now accelerate the time okay, that something we, is alive. Let's go back and count Jorno's powers again. Now, we <laughs> are now I've in episode four. Them. Okay. <laughs> right. so, so, so first so do, of all, right. so he, he can create life out of inanimate objects. He can yeah. put his ear inside his ear hole. Okay. Yes. Right. That's his first power. Yeah, that's his, <laughs> his that's second his power, power is that he can make inanimate objects into living things subset also things that may have recently been living but are not quite living anymore like, like a banana and living-ish yeah. things um when he punches you it somehow distorts your perception of time and so things appear to be happening very slowly to you and you can't move right yeah 
addendum. <laughs> Apparently, that also happens if he punches your stand. Right, as we learned in this as episode. As he says when in he this punches, episode. When he punches Shadow Sabbath, which is Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Yeah, and, I, and it doesn't work on Black Sabbath because Black Sabbath is an automatic stand. If you need the rules right. that reviewed, listen to part four of our podcast. Right, which means, or Koichi. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which means basically that, I guess, if he punched Sticky Fingers, it would be the same as punching Bruno. Right. So that's actually maybe works. All right, you can cross that, that addendum off. Okay. And now also he can accelerate the natural lifespan of something. Right. He can decide how long it takes for a thing to live through its natural lifespan. And age and die. Right. So that's five. I and mean, if, t- if we yeah. take out the joke one about but his ear, that's four superpowers. Wait, and oh, he God. can turn a piece of a, of a thing into... Like reunite, like tracking. Yeah, so yeah. like if he turns, he can turn your tooth into a beetle that finds you. Yeah, so he has tracking. Right. So yeah, it's five things. <laughs> Any one of those Would really. be a powerful stand. Yeah. It's a stand. Yeah. But let's Jesus talk about Christ. this tree growth situation. Okay, well, as we all know, once a tree has reached the end of its life... <laughs> It explodes. It blows the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, as I I asked you guys earlier today, have you ever seen a tree die? I've seen dead trees. We had a That's tree in my different. yard that was That's dying. That's very my different. Entire Did you see the moment of death? Well, no, yeah, because it obviously might have had a little core of life in it somewhere. Yeah, exactly. You're That's still not how trees live. You're still alive. Trees so. are dead on the inside. The only living part of the tree is the outside. That's why you shouldn't pick the bark off. Aww. The whole inside is dead. They're not like people. That's fucked they up. don't have like a secret core that's still okay. It's- okay, so can I tell a quick story about trees? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so somebody I know knows somebody who this happened to. So friend of a friend. So this person lives in one of those like n- nice row houses in Philadelphia. Yeah. So they're all like pretty next to each other. Yeah. And for the longest time, they've had this like beautiful, enormous tree, kind of like mostly in their property, but like a little bit leaning into the property next to them. And the person next to them, this like old crotchety man, like started getting really upset about like the existence of this tree and was like, fuck this tree. Like you need to cut it down. It's in my way. It's blah, blah, blah. And started like leaving notes about like how fucked up it was that this tree existed. And so the the owner of the house was just like, I'm not getting rid of this tree. She like had like tree appraiser, plant appraisers come in and do the thing where they're like, no, this is not disrupting your pipes or Uh, your cable. Spoilers. Exactly. (laughs) Like this is not disrupting anything. This is fine. Nothing is dying because of this tree. And then one day she wakes up and there are two long holes in the tree. He murdered the tree. He murdered he the tree. He assassinated the tree. He assassinated the tree. He like, she looked shot it up. It or what? No. <laughs> no, but if you core a tree yeah. like that yeah. in, in some situations. She looked it, it up and apparently this is a common thing among like people who hate trees, which like I have who? not gone down this rabbit hole, but there is a rabbit hole to go down. Like there are people who go around what? like hating and murdering trees. That's like even weirder. So like, you know how there's like pet serial killers? Mm-hmm. Like that I can at least understand you're like fucked up and you want to see something yeah. suffer. This is way more abstract than that. So now she has this like old, beautiful dying tree. Oh my God. That's wow. just like leaving like pieces of itself everywhere. And then the guy is still like leaving notes being like, oh, uh, your tree is dropping dead parts right, in my yard. It seems to be and dying. And it's like, uh, you fucking killed my tree. And he like won't admit to it, obviously. But it's very clear that he did it. And 
the person I know who knows this person was like, you should go to small claims court. Like, yeah. this is literally what small claims yeah. court is for. If this, if you were Rohan telling us this story, this would end with the tree falling on the neighbor. And killing him. Yeah. I mean, I, for all I know, it has ended that way, which would be the correct ending. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's just because we all live in Portland, but I'm just, one, that would never happen here. No. Like, we will tear down buildings around a tree. But yeah, so that's my story about how to kill trees. Don't wow. do that. Jesus. Yeah, don't do it. I'm, and I do I do need to remember to go down the tree killing rabbit hole on the internet because I'm sure it's like the wackiest, insane wow. shit. One go could go to the subreddit uh, for Just tree like, killers. Like, I hate air. Fucking like, I hate that hate I can breathe. Tree. Right? What How do you fucking hell? hate a tree? How do you murder a tree? God. <laughs> like, what the hell? And like, in like a really weird, cruel, slow way yeah. too. Yeah. Like, not just cutting it down. Anyway. Yikes. So that's a uh, tree death. Jorna would fix that in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely. And then he'd kill that guy. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he would. Yeah. <laughs> and he would deserve it because God forgives murder. That's <laughs> definitely, yeah, we know that. We Galaxy know that. brain, take, haver, polvo. Let's us know that. I, th- there are so many good screen caps in this season <laughs> for just random shit posting where it's just like Jojo out of context is always good, but like season five in particular. Like, so I changed one of your guns into a banana. <laughs> right. Jojo's. God, God forgives murder, Jojo's. Yeah, yep. it's just great. If God is Dio. Yeah. Yeah. Dio's got no problem with that. Yeah. Defend yourself. Um, maybe at the translation, he actually was saying Dio forgives murder. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right, so we have this fight between Black Sabbath and Koichi and Giorno. Um, I kind of like I like the the automatic stand rules here. It like can live in a shadow. Yeah. It it only attacks people who attack the lighter. This is, by the way, our second lighter automatic stand interaction because you had um, heart attack following the lighter. Oh yeah, and- good callback, nice, Darius. Nice. Yeah. I think it's bullshit that anyone who sees the lighter get relit. <laughs> <laughs> Gets in I'm just, a lack well, of specificity. It, I think that it has to do with like when Pulpo was telling Jorno his like rationale for this job interview process, he was saying that like somebody who who I can't remember said that like if you're a real friend, you say nice things behind someone's back. Right. So it's about keeping the flame lit even when there's no one to see you. Yes. So the so idea like is that if, you're alone. Yeah. So it's basically like if you translate letting the lighter go out to like gossip, Got which it. is how he conceptualizes it then the idea that like if there are people around seeing it like kind of makes sense i guess i do think it's interesting the way this whole thing works is that like well if you pass this test you either got to stand power and beat up my automatic stand and therefore you're powerful so we want you in our gang or you're extremely stupid and loyal and we could use you in our gang anyway. I mean, I think that in order to keep the lighter lit, I think the idea is not that you're stupid, it's that you're a fucking psycho. Yeah. And so you want him because like anyone who can keep a lighter lit for 24 hours, like... That's I, true, yeah, yeah. So That it's means just, you're like... The rationale is like you, the fact that you're willing to do anything. You're single-minded yeah. to, enough yeah. to, like, yeah, you're to carry out any until, order. Yeah, no matter how legitimately impossible it is. Like you do which, not sleep. Which will serve you well in this gang. Honestly, given all <laughs> yeah. the wild shit that they end up doing. So yeah. Jorno, of course, is both. Yes. So he fits <laughs> right in. So yeah. And then we were back to Pulpo and his cell eating a pizza in a totally normal way. That's how I eat pizza. You start in the middle and then swallow all of it in one go. That's also how I eat pizza, which is why I don't let myself eat pizza much anymore. Yeah, exactly. You're just you're suddenly <laughs> like, what happened? And you're like, I can't think anymore. But, but again, stomach. when Jorno... <laughs> no, seriously, Pulpo's very relatable. <laughs> we get more of this shit, though, where Jorno shows up and he can't 
tell where Polpo is in the cell, and it's because he is under a blanket of pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I fucking could have a pizza that big. Warm pizza blanket mm. into I, it. I, I like it was like a gift given pizza. to him, too, by, by a, you know, some mafioso or admirer. How did they sneak that in? <laughs> Imagine someone knowing you well enough to get you a blanket made of pizza as a gift. God. I went, see, Darius, you've never gotten of, me. That's the kind of love I want in my life. A blanket pizza. Actually, thank you for never getting me. <laughs> I have gotten you a lot of pizzas, though. You have. That's true. The so. internet bought me pizza. That was oh, really that's nice. That's true. Yeah, that was nice. Can we talk about Koichi attempting to call Jotaro? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. we get, and then we also get the actual call to Jotaro. So, like, Koichi's like, oh, this is a fucked up situation. I need to let Jotaro know about this. He goes to dial, and Jotaro's like, eh. Nope. <laughs> nope. nope. He's like, look. Someone's gonna, you can't talk. No squealing, no snitches, yeah. and you know, fair. He's parent like the paranoia will serve him very well. Yeah, I mean, Jordan's also like, I'm only gonna tell you this. I'm like, mm, you just told Bukala. Yeah. <laughs> you, you'll tell anyone this. You'll tell anyone who listens that you want to be a gang star. I, Jordan Giovanna, have a dream. That's how he answers his phone. <laughs> I mean, just That's his voice. <laughs> Hi, you reached the voicemail of Jordan Giovanna. I'm out executing my dream of yeah. taking over Passione <laughs> to stop selling drugs to children. Leave your name and number and I'll call you back. Like, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing is that, like, Jordan, like many charismatic people, probably makes people think that they're special Are in that way. Are we calling Jordan charismatic? He's charismatic. He's just not sociable. Also, Jordan definitely has pretty privilege. Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. For it's sure. Like, Hi, I'm a hot teen twink. <laughs> and I have a dream. And they're like, let's help Tell you. Me more. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? You've never told anyone this before? Giorno Giovanna <laughs> hasn't paid for an ice cream in his life. That's, <laughs> that we know that. That is canonical. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's not normal. No, um, he, he does. He pays for ever it. Since, ever since his first sugar daddy, the mafioso whose life he saved. Yeah, he's uh, never <laughs> stood in line. He's never done shit. And he thinks all his ideas are great. I mean, it's, But I mean, they are. I know, but like, have you ever hung out with an extremely beautiful person? No, I'm it's an like, Aries. I only hang out with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have any Aries friends, okay? <laughs> That's true. That would be like putting two beta fish in it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. So, Jorno gets passes the test obviously uh and so popo's like here's this badge that you and no one else nobody will wear this badge everyone wears the badge under their jacket yeah they must they just think it's tacky it's like i just i it's so clearly like here's something to sell to the viewer well also like nobody who everyone knows that that gang members in this version of naples dress like Absolute, JoJo's. Yeah. So, because like in at the very beginning of last episode, when like the kids see Bruno and they're yeah. all just like, oh. yeah, yeah. And it's like a scarily well dressed man with yeah. beautiful locks of yeah. hair. I wonder, <laughs> he I must wonder, be in the mob. I wonder if it's like if you wear fancy clothing and you're not in the gang, do they like kick your ass? You know, they're like, you haven't earned the right to wear well, like those like, delinquents. It's like when you wear, it's like when you wear gang colors in someone's territory. Or is it like Yakuza tattoos where like even if you're not mm. in the gang and you wear fancy clothes, you're like, not allowed in certain places mm, that don't accept gang members. Yeah. You can see that. But yeah, but basically the point is is that he has this pin that it's not like he adds it to his outfit. It just goes somewhere. I don't know. But yeah, you could buy one at one point and it was really expensive. Or you could win one by <laughs> maybe <laughs> <yeah>. maybe <laughs> citation um, needed. So then finally Koichi actually calls Jotaro and it's like I can't 
I'll tell you this in person, but like, I think Jorno's an okay guy. Yeah, like I, I don't think he's that dangerous. He has two dads. Yeah, yeah, he's he seems so, to be a Joe Star. Yeah, he's like he has that. He's got that Joe Star energy, right. and we and get I, that nice the like, energy that suggests Joe Star. <laughs> yeah, I like the I like that little thing where it's like they're they're all the busts, like the little portraits of all the JoJo's. Him. I have to point out that Koichi <laughs> is imagining. Josuke, fine, fair. He's imagining part four Jotaro, which again, fair, right? And then he's imagining part three Joseph, this which is part four Joseph erasure. Yeah, I, I <laughs> or just, he is doing a kindness to Joseph's memory. I just assume remembering that, him at his hottest. Yeah, <laughs> I think he must have just spent a lot of time in Jotaro's office and stared Staring at, at, at that the, picture, the photo yeah. from part three, and, and was just, just like, like oh. "This is definitely a better memory to keep." Yeah, this is the guy. Okay, yeah. but still, it's just yeah. yeah Jotaro never... did say he used to be pretty ripped. Yeah, yeah. well, and <laughs> although we do learn at the end of part four that that Joseph bringing the baby home makes him kind of revert back to his old self, so maybe <gasps> he's just maybe physically he back up. Maybe yeah. he de-aged because he had a uh, uh, an invisible baby stand keeping him to young. Take that's care how you of. do it. Yeah. So that's uh, that's that, and then Popo eats it. Literally. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good. Good. Glad you stepped on that. And then the best part. And then yeah, then the best part of the episode and every episode is when Bruno's like, okay, well now you can meet the gang. They don't talk, but we see them all. They're pretty cool. They're, they're so good. They're cool and normal. Normal dudes. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, so we see the boys. They're hanging out. They're hanging out at their restaurant, which apparently has a name, which I missed. Libetio. Yeah. Something like that. What does that, that mean? I, I don't know. It means the restaurant where the gang hangs out. Yeah. Um, they're, we're going to spend so much time in various flashbacks at that fucking restaurant. Yeah. Look, uh, look forward to next week when we will take you through the gang. Yes. Yeah. Next week will be three hours long. Yeah, because we truly love them. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Aura, Aura, Oregon. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us the kind of review that Pulpa would leave for a giant pizza. 